For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. On 95.5 WSB. Hour number three of Green and Growing. Are you ready? Because ready or not, here we are. Seven minutes after eight o'clock here with you until nine o'clock. My Outdoor Expert Series. Every Saturday this month, a different topic, a different expert. And kicking that off with me in studio, Norm Mitleider. He's been on the show a number of times, has called in. I've gone out and interviewed him, stuck a microphone in his face as we're out in the field, but never in studio. So this is a whole unique experience. And you've even been to my home and worked on a Japanese maple, and I was able to observe you cutting it back and, and pruning it. And I've learned a lot from you. Thank you. Well, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, we have a good time. And you've got some great questions for Norm, so I certainly want to get to those. And again, with Clint Waltz, who we just heard from, Norm, Mickey, Walter, everybody chiming in, and I keep in touch with all these people. They're my friends, and they love sharing with me things that they're seeing out in the landscape, and then maybe I can relate it on the show and and help all of you um, with their help. And so I think it was back in January, Norm, you're like, man, I've got to show you something. Yeah, you've seen deer damage on Japanese maples. You've seen sun scald or leaf scald for maybe them getting a little too much bright, bright, hot sun in the summertime. But this was a new one. You sent me a picture of roots or lack thereof of a Japanese maple, and I thought, what am I looking at here? Yes, th- this one really caught me by surprise because, you know, I received the SOS from a client. I'm like, okay, I guess I need to go check this out. And then when I got there, I saw the Japanese maple laying over on its side. And I'm like, oh, man, did no. somebody push it over or something? And, you know, I went over and I lifted it up and it's like, uh-oh, where'd the roots go? Oh, my god! And so I looked at it. And they had been chewed off. So the only culprit to that would have been a vole. Yes. And fortunately, it was in that January time frame to where the tree was still dormant. And a lot of the energy in the tree is stored in the wood. So I'm like, well, I'm going to give this a whirl. So I rushed the tree in my ambulance <laughs> to the, the ER and uh, took it home, repotted it. I mixed in with the, the water some a product called Super Thrive. You can get it off Amazon, but it's a very good product. It has saved many a plant that I had to rescue. Is it for roots, root growth? It it's the stress of the tree in general. Okay. Um, there is another product that Super Thrive, I guess, has just recently purchased. It used to be uh, uh, Dynagrow, and it's called now it's called Super Thrive KLN, hmm. and that one is a root stimulator. 
So I mix the Super Thrive with the KLN on a weekly basis and saturated the roots. I watched it, it flushed out. That was the the first indicator as, as long as I had some foliage that came out in the spring. I'm like, okay, I've, I've got s- some potential here. And it did, fortunately. And, you know, I again, because it didn't really have any roots, I was doing applications with the foliage with this product. And over the course of the summer and then in the fall, I continued naturally less frequently, but I still, at least towards the end, was applying it at least once a month. Um, And then this January, I decided, well, it's time to take it out of the container and see what kind of... That's where it had been during triage is in a pot. Yes, it was out of direct sun. It got morning sun, but it was protected by the house uh, from the late afternoon sun. So I, I took it out of the container, and to much to my surprise, there were a lot of roots. And you were talking like the hair-like fibers, yes, the really good stuff. The really good stuff. And so I'm like, wow, this this is really good. <laughs> really good. So I repotted it, and it's out of ER. <laughs> it's um, in intensive care now. <laughs> uh, so um, I'm I'm hopeful that I'll be able to replant it back in the client's garden, you know, this fall. And voles are rare. It's not something that you had necessarily seen affecting a Japanese maple before, but more common in maybe some landscape shrubs and things. Oh, most definitely. Voles will attack, you know, hostas. And I've even watched one take down a cast iron plant. I'm seeing the leaves wiggle, and I'm like, where is that going? (laughs) And it just, like, disappeared down into the the ground, and I'm like, that's got to be a vole. Interesting. Now, voles spend considerable time above ground, also called, you know, meadow mice. You occasionally see them scurrying about, but most of their time are below ground. Like Norm's saying, they're working on the roots and their little burrow system there. The clearest sign of their presence are going to be those well-traveled, kind of above-ground runways where the burrows are connecting to one another, and they're going to be surrounding roots of, of plants. That is correct. And sometimes, you know, we like to put down leaf litter. Um, you know, when the leaves fall down, at least in my yard, I, I just saturate the ground with the leaves because they eventually break down yeah. and add nutrients to the soil. But that allows the vole to create these little runways um, just above ground but covered so that the predators can't get them. Ah, So they can remain under the cloak of darkness, these guys. My goodness. Well, interesting experience. Thanks for your observations with that. Now, what would maybe just a couple of other quickly norm some things where Super Thrive may be a good product for someone to use? Well, whenever you're transplanting, uh, it's a very good product to uh, try and use at least on a weekly basis after, because again, you're removing some of the roots mm-hmm. um, so you're stressing the tree or or bush and that's basically what the product's designed for is to help lessen the stress on the plant so if you ever see a bush just totally fall over that's that's what i mean the roots are supposed to anchor it to the ground so if the voles are going after the roots then that's no good all right back out to the phones we go 404-872-0750 stephanie's been waiting patiently good morning welcome to the show Hi, how are you? Great. How can we help? I just wanted to find out if 
he could suggest something about uh, getting rid of stumps manually instead of having someone grind them up. What kind of trees did you have taken down, Stephanie? It was like pecans. Oh, okay. So other than a stump grinder, Norm, what would you do? Me personally, unless I was wanting to plant on top of it, I would just let them decompose naturally. It's going to take a long time, but it, yeah. It will, but if it's in an area that, again, you're not planting over, then it should be fine. You know, I was telling you in the in the commercial break, Norm, um, I, the way I went after a crepe myrtle trunk, because we were either too cheap or just didn't know to have it ground out. But, um, I mean, you've heard stories of, you know, there's a stump removal product. Yes, there is. Um, A a liquid, a drench kind of that you stay after. But for so many years, I had heard people talking about drilling holes into what's left of a trunk with a drill bit and pouring buttermilk. uh, That that may, you know, chemically act faster to to accelerate the, the rotting process. And I would even go out. This is not advisable, folks. I'm just telling you what I did. But if I ever had grease... From cooking, I was like, oh, what the heck? I mean, I just tried to abuse that stupid stump as much as I could. And, of course, that's maybe going to attract some wildlife you don't want. Or, you know, we made sure to not let the dog out when I'd poured the grease over it. But anything you can do to abuse it that's going to finally help it deteriorate quicker. But I definitely would not use kerosene or gasoline. (laughs) No, that's a good reminder. Thank you. I don't see Stephanie doing that, but you're right. (laughs) Bad idea. Bad. Bad idea. So, Stephanie, thanks for the call. I mean, there is a, what's the, is it Stump Out, I think, is one of the products. something like that, yes. Yeah, so look at some of the nurseries and the big box stores or something like that. Again, I'm not saying you're wasting your money, but anything is just going to take time, especially on trunks that big. Um, So if if over time, like Norm said, you want to plant in that area or, you know, it still hadn't been taken down enough to where you can safely get the lawnmower over it and it's not affecting the blades of the mower, You may have to have it ground out if it's just still kind of a nuisance there. Uh, Up next with a question about a dwarf Japanese maple, it's Sharon. Hey, good morning, Sharon. Hey, good morning to y'all. Good morning. Uh, Now, what are you seeing with this Japanese maple? Tell us. So this is an adorable um, dwarf Jap. It's probably 15 years old. And I noticed last year it had a little bit of lichens that started appearing on it. Now it has a lot of lichens on it. And some of the edges of some of the smaller branches look like they might like it can break them off a little bit the majority of the tree looks good but my question is number one um, I understand that lichens is a sign that your tree is stressed and should I get off the lichens how to do that and I think I should use that super thrive on my tree yes um, I think that is one thing that you can do but again what you said about it being stressed that is the indicator. You know, if you see a little bit of lichen, it's an initial stress. But if you're seeing much more, obviously there's something going on with the tree as far as watering or maybe some root damage or whatever that is putting it in a very stressed situation and the lichen will just propagate and uh, grow more with that. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about that because I want to describe it for folks who may not know and and kind of what that parasitic somewhat relationship is between the lichens and the tree. So hang on, Sharon and Norm here in studio with Norm Mitleider until nine o'clock this morning. Uh, We'll be right back to finish that and the top three things you need to do in the landscape this weekend next on 95.5 WSB. We hope you'll join us all week on Atlanta's morning news starting Monday at 5 a.m. 
with triple team traffic every six minutes to help your commute. Now back to Ashley Frasca and her great gardening advice on 95.5 WSB. Atlanta's News and Talk. All right, the update on the weekend weather brought to you by Finley Roofing. Today, the rain is moving out, so it's going to dry out throughout the afternoon. It's It's got to do a lot of drying, though. That was a lot of rain yesterday and overnight. A high of 64 today, mostly cloudy skies. Highs in the mid to upper 60s tomorrow, mostly cloudy into the work week as well as we begin Monday and then a chance for showers on Tuesday. Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Here's your garden to-do list this week. All right, Norm, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to do one and two of what needs to be done this weekend, and I'm going to let you sit over there and ponder on number three, something that if someone's doing yard work this very weekend, what they need to be working on. So I'll start with number one. Um, You may see aphids on tender new growth of shrubs, annual flowers, and perennials. Just blast them off with a hard stream of water from the hose. That's usually enough to take care of them. Unless you're inundated, then you're going to be able to use an insecticide. But read and follow label directions. Make sure it is labeled for use uh, against aphids. But be very conscious this time of year with things blooming when to apply it, how to apply it so that it doesn't affect the pollinators. And speaking of pollinators, number two, a lot of flowering trees are in bloom right now. Some of the ones I've gotten the most questions about are the pink billowy ones. Those are cherry trees. The earliest one is generally Okami and then Autumnalis cherry. Uh, Yoshino is going to be along very soon, if not already in your landscape with white flowers. So for pictures of those trees, for your help identifying them, find that on my Facebook page. Uh, Search for Green and Growing WSB, like or follow the Facebook page, but look under my photos and then go to albums. This is years in the making, this Highway Horticulture album that I've collected photos for, and you'll see pictures of just about everything you're going to see in bloom this spring, and you'll be able to look and go, ah, I've got that. That's what that is, and and you're going to really look smart to your friends. And speaking of looking smart, Norm's in studio with me, Norm Mitleider. And number three, what would you advise folks to do this weekend? Well, this is a great time to... uh start or complete pruning those uh, hydrangeum uh, paniculatas, uh, the limelights, tardivas, um, or the annabelles. Um, Great time to do it. Um, And then also, if you want to do the the crepe myrtles, would be a great time. Um, Vitex would be another plant that if you're trying to keep it at a certain size, would be a great time to trim it back. That's a good point. And you made the distinction in the hydrangeas. We're talking about the panicle, the paniculata type. So that's more of oftentimes a cone shape or a grape-shaped bloom, not the mop head, not the big fluffy Correct. ones. Yep. Um, not the macrophyllus um, because those you want to wait and trim those, preferably the 1st of April because you'll have a better idea about when the last frost will be. For the macrophylla? Yes. Now, well, depending on what wood we cut out of the macrophylla, the fluffy ones, are we going to lose blooms? Um, the macrophyllas, you know, Penny would always say you want to go in every year and trim out one of the, the big main heavy canes um, because what you really are looking for is the blooms off the younger wood. Um, so naturally, the, it has to be at least a year old, but... There are some that have been there for several years, and it would be good to, you know, thin those out to let the newer stuff come in and take over. That's a good point. So it's not so crowded. And when you say Penny, we're talking about Penny McHenry, who the Hydrangea Festival is named for each and every year. You had a really good relationship with Penny. Oh, I did. It was very special. She's actually the one that really kickstarted my uh, pruning profession here in Atlanta. Uh, She would go to garden club meetings and 
you know, talk, and then afterwards she would uh, put my name out there, and my business grew. Thanks a lot to her. And I was also her personal pruner up until she died, and it was a wonderful experience. And <laughs> there was one time she had asked me a question, and naturally, I, she's a celebrity, and so I'm like, oh, I don't know. Should I? answer what I should answer? Should I answer what she wants to hear? And she's like, Norm, just answer the question. <laughs> and I go, okay. And if you're wrong, it's okay. But she was looking to you for advice. And so the annual Penny McHenry Hydrangea Festival happens in Douglasville every year. This year it begins on June 1st. And I'm going to miss it this year. You told me about it, Norm, too. And the American Hydrangea Society, they are based here in Atlanta. Yes, they are. Um, and we're going to be having our tour, I think it's uh, June 9th. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be uh, some nice gardens on the tour. Check those out if you could. Yep, American Hydrangea Society, the Penny McHenry Hydrangea Festival in Douglasville, all of that uh, happening in summertime. And as Norm mentioned, just a reminder, is the number three thing to do, go ahead and start pruning those paniculata, the panicle-type hydrangeas. They bloom on new wood, so if you're cutting back all the old limbs, it's okay. They're going to put on new branches with new flowers. I usually tell myself around St. Patrick's Day to do that, but better earlier than, than waiting if you just get busy. Do it now. It's going to be fine. 404-872-0750. Questions about a potted Japanese maple, how to get rid of moles in the yard, and more when we return on 95.5 WSB. Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. On 95.5 WSB. Living dangerously when I'm in the studio by myself for three hours. I kind of tend to bounce all over the place like a ping pong ball. And I love having guests in studio, which I'm going to be fortunate enough to do every Saturday uh, this month of March. And thank God for Norm Mitleider here, my, my friend, my Japanese maple expert, being like, we were having a great call with Sharon about lichens on her Japanese maple, and then I totally forgot. So Sharon, apologies, and that is a great topic. And Norm, you had indicated about 10 minutes ago when we were talking to Sharon, maybe 15 minutes ago now, that that is a, a sure sign of stress on the tree and lichens. People may not know that's the name for them, but it's that little fuzzy Spanish moss-looking growth on limbs and things. It's white, silvery, greenish, and it looks cool. Yes, but uh, you definitely don't want it on the tree yeah. because, again, it, it's indicating that the tree is stressed. And a little bit, okay, you're at the beginning stage, mm -hmm. but as it increases and multiplies, that means the tree or shrub is very stressed. And so what you need to do to get rid of it is figure out why is the plant is stressed. Is it environmental conditions, you know, water, too much sun, uh, whatever it is that needs to be corrected. And once you start correcting that, then the plant's going to get healthier and then the lichen will just automatically 
start going away. Yeah, it'll kind of start to slough off. And now this is a dwarf Japanese maple that means a lot to Sharon. So it may be worth the time, energy, money to have a certified arborist come out and look at the overall conditions. If she's unable to tell what the struggle is, having a certified arborist look. Yes, most definitely. Um, because they're trained, they, you know, they're certified. So yes, they would be able to say, oh, it's this or that. So Put her in the right direction. GeorgiaArborist.org is the website. GeorgiaArborist.org to find a certified arborist near you to get somebody out to look at the health of that. Um, she was like, well, what do I need to do to get the lichens off? I wouldn't recommend scraping them, and there's multiple reasons why. A, it's very going to be very time-consuming, and, and B, you're really not going to need to because the plant will start shedding it once it becomes healthier. And scraping anything off of the bark, we want to be very careful to not damage the bark as well. Yeah, so that can be a layer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had mentioned, and we're not getting any money or promotion off this product, Norm, but you have just had great success with this this thing called Super Thrive. And you had mentioned before the break to Sharon, maybe a little bit of that could help yes. um, sturdy the roots a little bit. But how do you apply this product? Obviously, the, the easiest would be to mix it in with some water and do a soil drench. Um, you would also, if you wanted to, put it in, mix it in a sprayer and spray the foliage. Um, either way, you know, it's going to get into the tree and help it. Now, is once a week too much, or does the label kind of advise us how often to use something like that? Well, the label does tell you what the recommended usage is, but then it depends on what what it is you're using it for. Um, and, you know, initially, usually want to... The frequency would be more often, and once you know it's coming out of the stress mode, then less frequently. Okay. So you could start off weekly, every other week, and then once a month. Okay. Gosh, Sharon, we definitely want that health of the uh, dwarf Japanese maple to get better and the lichens to not be a problem. So thank you so much for the call, and thank you, Norm, for the recommendation. That's good to know. 404-872-0750. So today's a big day. Ruby's Farm, the nursery in Lula, opening back up for spring and summer and fall customers. Not only a garden center, but it's an experience there right outside of Gainesville. Outdoor showroom, you can see firsthand what they can do for your landscape. And how about a putting green? Had you ever thought of adding a putting green to your uh, to your lawn, your landscape? Well, tour the outdoor showroom. You can see all the amazing things that Ruby's Farm can do for you. And I'm so pleased to have Russell Halsey with me, the vice president of Ruby's Farm. Good morning, Russ. Good morning, Ashley. How are you doing today? Very good and happy for you guys. I know you're scurrying around because that opening at 9 o'clock this morning, but thanks for taking the time to join the listeners. So what do you want them to know about Ruby's Farm? If they weren't able to visit last year, they, they should. Yes, we are very excited to be opening up for our second season, waiting for the rain to clear. So hopefully that's all gone. I just wanted to show everyone what we've all done over the winter. The showroom has been expanded greatly. We have a new water feature. We have new plants and all new stock for this season. And I actually even texted you the other day because I had someone ask about a Japanese maple. And I was like, hey, I can send them up there to Ruby's Farm to get it. And you said, absolutely. Well, absolutely. And um, I know you have Norman studio today, so he's a great resource for us as well to help you know, anyone who needs that. And, you know, he was mentioning the transplanting and all that. It's the perfect season for transplanting, so all our shrubs and trees could be used for transplanting at this time of year, too. 
All right, and and folks hear the radio commercials for Ruby's Farm, and right now for Landscape Design Company, right, LDC. Ruby's Farm is a subsidiary of LDC, and y'all do residential and commercial landscape installation, and we've had Tom and Mark on the show. And so you're really overseeing more of the nursery, which is, you know, retail, open to the public, but then y'all can engage customers in those conversations of, hey, I want to take it a step further. I'm not just going to buy this shrub and go plant it, but I might need y'all's help for a design. Oh, absolutely. So most customers come in here and they find what they need. They can, you know, plant it themselves. However, we have had several customers come in here wanting a whole redesign of their property. So we can design it, we can install it and maintain it as well. Give you the proper maintenance guides and all that. That's a good deal. That's a good, that's bang for the buck for folks. A Ruby's Farm located just north of Gainesville in Lula. And Russ, I mean, tell me really quick, Ruby in Ruby's Farm, that was a real person. Ruby was a real lady there in Lula. Yes, Ruby lived here when, before we bought the property. Um, so she has been a part of this community for, wow, I'd say 80, 90 years. Gosh. Um, she owned this land. So after she passed away, we purchased the land. And in honor of her, we named the farm after her. I think that's so fitting. And the showroom expansion is great. The outdoor nursery, you can scope out, as you heard Russ say, the water features, the putting green, some things that you can just get some ideas from these showrooms that they've spent so much time expanding in the off-season. Ruby's Farm Lula is the website, right, Russ, for any information folks want to find. And what are the hours now that you guys are back open for 2024? Um, When can we come shop? So starting today on Saturdays, we will be open from 9 to 3. We will be closed Sundays and Mondays, Tuesday through Friday, 9 to 4.30. That's great. And now, Tom, if we want to talk landscape design, he's available just about any time if we're able to get in touch with him and kind of work with him, even if it were a Sunday or Monday, talking about landscape design and you all actually coming out to the house. We can give uh, the customer his name and number, and they can call him anytime, and he will schedule to come out and give you a free estimate. All right. Like you hear me say in the, in the commercials, guys, really go by Ruby's Farm and say hey to Russ and to Tom and to Mark. They are ready to see you this spring. They've done a lot of work. Um, Russ Halsey, VP of Ruby's Farm, I appreciate you taking the time to call in, and good luck. Y'all have a great day. I think the rain's moving out, so it's going to be a beautiful Saturday for you and the customers. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Russ. Have a good morning. We'll have you in studio soon. That's going to be so much fun. And I love that he's listening to you, Norm, because you're the Japanese maple expert. And and people in the industry listen to this show to hear experts like you. Well, it's always (laughs) a pleasure to be here to uh, help spread the word. It is so fun. The better, the more we can educate folks, the better the plants do and the happier everybody is, right? So 404-872-0750. Want to bring a little joy to Lynn and help her out maybe with a potted Japanese maple. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. So are we are we looking to keep this dwarf Japanese maple in a pot forever or temporary? What's the little housing situation there? So I've had it for seven to eight years. It's in the third uh, pot now. It's uh, The pot is about 32 inches wide at the diameter. Um, and it's still doing well, no stress, no lichen. And I just wanted to understand what should I look for? How long could it be there? Should I consider putting it in the ground? It looks beautiful, and I want to be proactive before anything happens. Well, you're definitely starting off on the right foot um, because you definitely want to be able to nip things in the bud before they get out of control. Um, Just out of curiosity, do you know what type cultivar you have? I'm sorry, I do not. I've had it for seven or eight years. 
but it, it's growing. I can see it outside now. You know, it's there's new growth on there getting ready to open. I don't see any signs of stress. There's been some, uh, um, like, tuber begonias or something that have been growing in the pot every year okay. with it. Is it an upright form or does it weep? It weeps. Okay, so it's probably a lace leaf. Oh, okay. Um, so Possibly. Um, what I would recommend is that you've apparently repotted it before, um, at least every three, maybe four years max, um, take it out of the container and r- cut the roots back, the bigger roots, and so that it can develop finer roots. Because if you don't do that, then there just becomes so much of a root mass in that container that it stre- dynamically stresses the tree and it'll go into decline. How do we know which roots to root prune when we remove it from the container, though? You're basically wanting to trim back the bigger, thicker ones and keeping the finer thread-like roots. Okay. Um, And as we had discussed before with the bowl situation, you know, if you take good care of it, you could literally probably trim all the roots and be able to still have a good tree, but not That's risky. risky, very <laughs> risky. So, but my question to you, when I saw what Lynn was calling about, you know, she said it's been seven or eight years and it's a dwarf variety. I mean, they can live in a pot, but like you said, it's pretty crucial to do that root pruning, keep it yeah. in the healthiest conditions it can. But have you seen such a, for instance, where maybe we do have a pot of Japanese maple, but the roots can actually grow out of the pot and grow into the soil and it'd be okay? Yes, I unfortunately have a couple of those in my yard. Okay. But, it, I mean, the roots are going for more nutrients yeah. and moisture, yes, they so they're are. going out. That's yes. not a bad thing. No, it isn't. But uh, <laughs> if you don't want to leave it there too long, as I did one of them, and I don't know what I'm going to be doing with that one, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't just pick up the pot and move it now. No. Um, but, you know, anytime you're going to do any root pruning, definitely do it in the January, February time frame uh, and repot. And now is it important for Lynn to do a little bit of pruning on the tree itself to keep it in ratio, in size, in line with what's going on with the roots? Yes, I, I would definitely lightly trim it, you know, to sort of keep it small-ish mm-hmm. um, and, you know, so that the, the stems do not get too long. Uh, you know, trim them back a little bit, uh, again, to a growth point so that you encourage, you know, finer growth and more abundant growth. It's called ramification where it produces a lot more growth rather than just one long spindly branch. Yeah. All right. Good tips for Lynn. Thank you so much for the call. We're going to take a break and be right back. You're listening to Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB. The update on the weekend weather brought to you by Finley Roofing. Mostly cloudy today through Monday. It's going to be warming up, though, to the mid to upper 60s, and those showers are moving out, so you'll have a nice day shopping at Ruby's Farm, Lula, out doing yard work, whatever you so choose. I'm really glad Norm Mitleider, my my friend and Japanese maple expert, spent the morning with us. Thanks for coming down to the studios in Midtown. Yes, it's been a great pleasure as always. And you've had you've been such a big help with some of the really great questions and calls. I was hoping we would get Japanese maple call, maple calls for you, and sure enough, we did. Um, you are really starting to kind of step into retirement and ease 
you know, take some more time for yourself and your family. So um, people that were, you know, fortunate enough to have you working for them for so long, but now you are kind of passing the torch to maybe people who are interested in this Japanese style garden or Japanese maples in their landscape. Absolutely. Um, there's a good friend, <clears throat> Margarito, that uh, I would highly recommend. Um, and if you need to want to reach out to him, I would contact Ashley with Green and Growing, and they can give you his information. Yeah, Norm is mentoring him. And again, like everybody in the industry, whether it's in the nursery industry, landscaping, you've got to have someone to pass your knowledge on to. So Absolutely. I'm really glad you found somebody. Well, I've been trying a lot, a lot <laughs> Lots of years. I would offer to, but I don't have time, Norm, between hosting nope. a show on Saturday and I'm here Monday through Friday. <laughs> what, what's interesting is I had the one career, I was in the Navy for 20 years, and then I started doing this, and I've been with this over 25 years. So um, it, it's been fun and rewarding, and I've, I've really been blessed. You really have a passion, and you've got such such good energy for it, and you've really helped a lot of folks. And you'll continue to be on the show with me and help the listeners and pass along all the good info and the, and the enthusiasm you've got for Japanese maples. Uh, I hope so. And all of the pictures that you may see on the Facebook page about Norm being on the show today, those are pictures that he has sent me from some of the gardens that he's worked on. So give the page a like or a follow. Search Facebook for Green and Growing WSB. If you miss any part of Norm and I's conversation we started just before seven o'clock go back and listen to the show anywhere you get your podcasts or on wsbradio.com slash green and growing norm my friend have a great weekend i really appreciate it thank you ashley and you do as well and thanks to all of you who called in with great questions we'll be back next saturday making room for dave baker and the home fix it show up next Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.